0: welcome everybody to this week's episode of the message with yours truly angel now this week's episode is called saved by grace today is sunday march 27th and i first want to wish everybody a happy easter because this is an important day of the year that should be celebrated now when most people think of easter they think of cute little baby bunnies and painted eggs What's up, dog? Now, all this is supposed to symbolize rebirth and why eggs are in the mix because rabbits don't lay eggs, at least to my knowledge, is beyond me, but whatever. (laughs) Now, while some folks aren't about having their little Easter egg hunts, we must never forget the true meaning of this day because over 2,000 years ago was when God came in human flesh and walked among us, died for all of our sins and rose from the dead. On this special day, I want to go over what truly happened, why He died for us on the cross, and what that means for us from here on out. Throughout the Old Testament, prophets have foreseen the coming of a Savior, a Messiah. The Old Testament had the Torah and the Ten Commandments, all of which has shown that when God gives us rules, we human beings just can't seem to follow them. Every single human being on the planet, unless probably if they're an infant or something, has sinned at some point, and the punishment of sin is death. There has to be some sort of sacrifice for sin, which is why the days of the Old Testament are filled with animal sacrifices. Now, Passover was a holiday created before the arrival of Jesus Christ. On every Passover, there was a sacrificial lamb that would be presented as an offering to God for all of the sins of Israel. All this would set the stage to what the ultimate sacrificial lamb would be. Jesus himself when Jesus came he fulfilled over three hundred Prophecies from the Old Testament. I won't go through all of them, but here are some important ones highlighted now Let's see how long ago the coming of Jesus was prophesied in the Bible Genesis 22:8. it says and Abraham said my son God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering So they went both of them together folks. This is from Genesis the first book of the Old Testament in the Bible, which even the people of the Jewish faith follow, notice how it says God will provide himself a lamb, meaning that God will provide a sacrifice. But how does this foretell the coming of Christ? Well, we have a couple of more passages from the Old Testament that prophesies the coming of Jesus. Now, the lamb had some characteristics. What most people didn't know, however, was that the lamb of God would come as a man. In Exodus 12:5. The lamb is described even further, and it says, your lamb shall be without blemish. A lamb without blemish means spotless, without sin. And last time I checked, only God is sinless. The lamb is even used again in Exodus when God released the 10th plague in Egypt. God tells Moses to warn the Israelites of the 10th plague, which was that around midnight, every firstborn child would die. The only way death would not enter their household would be for the Israelites to paint their door with the blood of a lamb. Only then would they be spared. Now I for a while saw this at face value, but there's actually a parallel here to Jesus. And here's why. Because you notice how it is the blood of a sacrificial lamb that saved the Israelites from death? And that's exactly what happens when we're saved and are covered by the blood of Jesus. When we die, our spirits continue to live on in the presence of God in heaven. Maybe the symbolism here isn't enough for you guys. Some of you guys may still be unconvinced that the Old Testament here is speaking about Jesus. But rest assured, because in a little, I'll show you how Jesus was truly the Messiah through the events of the gospel. Now, the gospel means good news because the fact that Jesus died and lived is good news. In the Bible, Isaiah 52, 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. But as you can see here, this describes him perfectly. And this is still the Old Testament. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Good news. Remember how it's God who brought the good news. Now, it's a bit of irony here as well in the passage. First off, the part where it says how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. From what we know from the crucifixion of Jesus, his feet were pierced with nails. So how is there beauty in such a graphic scene? Because of what it represented. When Jesus died on the cross, he took on all of the sins that we would ever commit so that we could have hope in having a close relationship with him. So now that we see here that Jesus was the Messiah that was prophesized in the Old Testament, well, next we need to see why Jesus died for us on the cross. Yes, it was to take on all of our sins, but I think just leaving at that is an injustice to the gospel. God is all knowing. He sees and knows everything. When he looked at humanity, he saw his creation in desperate need of saving. Whether we saw it or not, he saw every flaw of ours, our hatred towards one another, our anger, our lust, our greed, our loss of compassion, and every other sin that we have or will ever commit. In Romans 323 it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. God has created us to do great things in life, but we weren't seeking his plans. God knows what we can become and does not want to let sin stand in the way between us and him. So God made a choice. God came to earth and walked with us as a man. God knew what it felt to be hungry and pain and tempted. God came down as a man to be the sacrificial lamb without blemish, without sin. And fast forward to the New Testament and you could see John the Baptist knowing why Jesus came to earth. In John 1:29, it says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. God died for us on the cross so that we wouldn't have to. Let that sink in, you guys. He saw us as weak, sinful, cruel people, and yet He didn't give up on us. He didn't walk away, but instead walked towards us. He walked with us, ate with us, healed us and preach the word of God so that we may all know who he was. And when the time came to die for us, it was under his own terms. He could have gotten off the cross at any moment. He could have sent angels to save him. After all, he's God. But he knew that he needed to show us that there is no greater love than to lay your life for them. So he died for us on the cross. On the same day as Passover, and at the same exact time that the lamb is sacrificed for all of the sins of israel he was the sacrificial lamb of god but this sacrifice was the one to end all sacrifices in the physical sense because when jesus died there was now created a direct connection between us and the creator through jesus christ we may now obtain salvation salvation from eternal death salvation that we don't deserve. So now that we know what salvation is, what do we do with that information now? We need to realize first that God of the entire universe, the same God who created everything around you, cares for you so much that he laid his life for you so that you could find hope in him. So that only accepting the fact that Jesus is the Messiah and our God, you could obtain salvation. He died a painful death so that you wouldn't have to and that's so deep he didn't have to do that you realize that how loving is our god that he decided not to walk away from all of us but chose instead to walk towards us god gave us hope when it seemed to be no hope in sight israel as well as all of us were in desperate need of salvation and he came and conquered sin for us all this is the gospel this is what our lord jesus wants us to preach he wants us to spread the good news there are millions of people here on earth that do not know Jesus Christ and it is our job to spread the gospel whether it be from preaching at church telling our friends about Jesus or even using our talents to spread the gospel it is the duty of Christians to help bring others to Christ besides what do you think I'm trying to achieve in this podcast Christians are God-fearing People who will always need God, yet choose to seek Him in times of need and thanksgiving. And no, (laughs) I don't mean the holiday. I mean going to God during the good and the bad times. We are to show others that God is real, just by the way we act. When Jesus left earth to go back to heaven, He left us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells inside the saved and guides us. It also convicts us when we have sinned. As a Christian, as someone who is saved by grace and not by my merits, I'm here to show people through my actions that Jesus is real and alive today. Whether we're at work, school, or anywhere else, we need to remember that we are a walking testimony. If someone accidentally bumps into us, will we react in anger or simply say, no worries, it's cool. Will we strive to be more like the one who saved us? Will we be more forgiving, more kind, more compassionate in our lives? If God was like that to us, then why can't we be to others? God forgave us of all the horrible sins that we have ever committed and will commit. There is no sin big enough for God not to forgive, but will we accept his forgiveness? Will we seek him from here on out? Will we realize that God wants to be in our lives? Will we see that the same God who created the universe wants to have a close relationship with you? He wants to be the one you go to for your problems, your dreams, and goals. He can handle all the stress that you've been feeling in life. And he can handle every single problem that you're facing. Just give it to him. You don't have to be alone ever again. You just need to realize that Jesus is alive. Not only is our God Jesus alive, but he will be coming back to take his church with him. And he wants you to be part of that church, part of the saved that will join him in the kingdom of heaven. We don't know when he'll return, neither do the angels in heaven. So we must daily seek Jesus. There is no better time than right now because when he comes back, He won't come as that lamb in which he was sacrificed, but he'll come back as the lion. He's coming back to destroy the devil and his followers. He's coming to take his followers before he unleashes his wrath on earth. Now, I'm not here to scare you or anything. I'm just here to spread the good news that our God is alive and wants you to give him your everything. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior will change your life forever. I promise because we didn't deserve salvation, and yet we're saved by grace. So let's pray together. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then let's change that right now. Your life will forever be changed, and you will be in the hands of the Creator, a Creator who loves you more than anyone on earth can ever love you. So let's pray. Let's pray that Jesus may enter your life and change it forever. Dear Father, I accept that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins. Thank you for loving me so much that you paid the price of sin so that I wouldn't have to. Thank you for never giving up on me and always seeing that I could do better. You decided not to walk away from us, yet instead chose to walk towards us, to lay your life for us. Forgive me of all the sins I have ever committed. Forgive me for letting the world tempt me into sinning, which has only caused distance between you and I. Lord, I allow you to enter my heart so that the Holy Spirit may guide me. I want my life to change so that I may live for you, Lord, because you have died for me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me hope when there wasn't any. Thank you for giving me salvation so that I could be in your presence. Jesus, I pray that you allow me to be used as an instrument of salvation. Thank you for being the God that you are. One that is so loving and so forgiving. Let me be an example to others that you are real, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And in your name I pray. Amen. And with that one prayer, folks, if you really meant it, your life is changed forever ever. This is what it means to be saved by grace. Did we deserve to have God die for us on the cross? Absolutely not. But God did it anyway. God died for you and me because that's how much He loves us. Live life knowing that our Lord Jesus is alive and well today and will be coming back. But in the meantime, let's continue seeking God and spreading the good news. God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in this week. Feel free to share this episode as you never know who you can help bring closer to Christ. Until next time, folks, this was The Message with Angel.